welcome to the Mother Days podcast. The vibes are high, and I'm your yes. host, Sarah Wright Olson. <laughs> and I'm Teresa Palmer. We're already and Teresa Palmer's there, but for some reason, we can't hear her. Why can't you hear me? Oh, there Why you are. Why can't you hear me? Now you can hear me. We Yes, Whee! it's Teresa Palmer here. Guys, we've already been laughing and giggling this morning because we have an amazing <laughs> guest who is bringing the high vibes only. Yes. You're my kind of people. I love I this. I know. That's right. Introducing Bluehost Cloud, ultra-fast WordPress hosting with 100% uptime. Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Of course you do. And now you can have all three with Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost. With 100% uptime and incredibly speedy load times, your WordPress websites will be dependable and lightning fast on a global scale. Plus, your sites can handle even the biggest traffic spikes without going down or lagging. And with Bluehost Cloud, you get 24-7 WordPress priority support, meaning you're connected to WordPress experts anytime you need them. Not to mention, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. Think of all that cash back on those overpriced kombuchas. Nerd Wallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, splurge on some fancy champagne with the gals or order fine dining to the house and watch a good true crime doco. Whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You guys, we have Dr. Familia Aflac with us, also known as Dr. Fabby or Dr. Yes. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. She's an OBGYN here in California. Um, I'm going to do a little like, like squish together bio for you really quick. Okay. So all of our listeners know a little bit about you. These are some of my favorite things from your um, bio. She moved out here from New York City where she started her work and her love for holistic medicine and OBGYN care. She volunteered at the Hale House, a Harlem Center for Children Born to Addicts. And that is where she learned the healing power of love. Something that stood out to me from your bio that just like took my breath away um, was that you enjoy treating patients as whole beings and understanding that one's emotional suffering can manifest itself in physical pain and that you admire that women are three-dimensional beings, mind, body, and spirit, and recognize the importance of treating them as such to achieve a well-balanced lifestyle. I mean, what? Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I want to be, I want to be your patient. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So welcome to the show. I'm so excited. You don't understand. I'm really excited. Oh, Oh, my goodness. We're honored. Um, We've been fans of yours for such a long time. And I have done such a deep dive on just into your work. And it's so unique. I find it so unique. And I I know that you're an OBGYN, but you actually have been referred to as a bit of a secret midwife at heart. Yes. I would say that is an incredible compliment. <laughs> how is. did you how, like, talk about this work and why it's unique and where it comes from? Because it's so special and we need so many more of you. Well, let me start by saying that um, 
I've wanted to be an obstetrician and gynecologist since I was eight years old. Oh, wow. So my mom, and I speak French. French is my first language. And a lot of people, my mom would say, like, how in the world at eight years old do you even know what that is? And I said, yeah, I want to take care of women. And it was very interesting. But I say this to people because it's not a job, but rather a calling. It's a calling. And and anybody who has a profession as, as I do, like when it, when you're entering into a a very private space, which is um, a pregnancy, you know, it's a different stage of life. It is, you can't just enter it like that. You have to be um, welcomed in, so to speak, you know, Mm And that's, that's why, um, for me, preg- you know, I, I don't find it insulting when people tell me, uh, I'm a secret midwife because mid- midwifery was there before obstetrics was there. So, mm-hmm. um, so you're really activating and t- speaking to my persons, should I say to my soul yes. when you're saying that, <laughs> because I've done my job. Um, mm-hmm. and when I enter into a space, I want to understand, I want the person to understand that they are empowered in that space and that I'm an invited guest. Mm. And to explain I to them that birth that. occurs naturally, I'm there for the what if. Mm, I'm there to wow. observe and to witness and to assist. Mm. That's all. I don't do the birth. Let's be clear. I don't do any birth whatsoever. You're birthing. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yes. I love that. I love that hands-off approach. Exactly. It's so, yeah. it's so vital. Um, I, I read this thing that how you talk about vulnerability yes. in people and, and in women who are about to give birth and you say that the vulnerability is no longer in you it's in me and you sit on the floor yes. so you come and you sit on the floor and yes. you come into this environment as a friend and yes. you're safe and you're encouraging and you take that vulnerability like i was i actually was speechless when i read that it is so it's such a remarkable way of creating the kind of trusting environment that we all need with our caretakers and I so appreciate you and I hope that you're able to inspire so many other caretakers to take that approach because it is so unique I think that's why I was speechless it's you don't hear that very often you're so willing to take on that place and that you want to be sort of a bystander or an observer to the process, let it unfold in the way it naturally should. And you're there for the what if. It's it's incredible. Yeah. That's why we're such yeah. big fans. <laughs> oh, I love that. Thank you. But I'm also big fans of you. You oh. are doing amazing work. You're creating Thank a space you. for women to speak and to listen and to advocate. That's amazing. That's something we need. I first heard you speak at the Business of Being Born event and I was like, what? Oh my gosh, I just loved you so much. Instantly, I was like, how do I be her best friend? Like, (laughs) can we hang out? Um, But you were actually talking a little bit about um, someone that was like a mentor to you when you were in New York City and this is somebody that you learned under and I just would love to you to speak a little bit more about like your coming up in school and and um, just kind of where you've put this all together, where you were like, okay, this is what I want for my career. Like I want, I want to be an OBGYN, but this is how I want to, because you, you said that you had like, I, I don't remember exactly the name of the person, but you said that, that the way that they taught you was such a, you know, beautiful, open and unique way as to, you know, the way other, maybe other OBGYNs learn. Right. I was able to be taught by this wonderful um, OBGYN. His name was Dr. Mikhail, Magdi Mikhail. Mm. And he was trained in the Royal Academy of Obstetrics. And so yes. in, in um, 
in London, their their model is what I think is the best model ever. When you find mm-hmm. out you're pregnant, you go to a midwife, you're assigned a midwife. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You are automatically seen as pregnancy is not a problem. It's nothing. It's natural. So midwifery care is the first thing. Uh, only if there's a medical need for you to see an obstetrician, you know, so, and right from the point you are, you find out you're pregnant, then they say, well, where do you want to deliver at home or in the hospital? That's what they Mm -hmm. say. And so it's not something that is uh, unusual. So my, my training was uh, with midwives. I learned how to do deliveries with midwives. So it's not oh, for wow. anything that, you know, oh, well, you're like a midwife. Well, that's how I was taught, you know, the hands-off approach. We had water births. We're one of the very few hospitals that had water birth. And so I, I only know midwifery care as it stands the way it is. So my approach to it is that, is through the physiology of birth. So the physiology of birth is observation. So the more you see normal, the more you're able to pick up abnormality. And it's not the other way around. I think medicine now is something is wrong. Something is Mm -hmm. always wrong. Yes. And so you never, you you don't, you can't differentiate normal, you Mm -hmm. know? And it's interesting because even when I speak of normal, what is normal now? You know, what was normal 10 years ago is not normal today. Normal Mm -hmm. means norm, right? So people can say, well, inducing at 39 week is normal now. Well, is it? It's not, (laughs) is it? Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't normal uh, 10 years ago. Now it's part of the norm. But so that's why I emphasize physiology of birth because Mm -hmm. we have to change our language now, you know, just the Mm -hmm. same way as when we say organic. What does it mean right, right now? It, right. it means so many very different things. So our mm-hmm. language has to has to change. So in training there is that's that's how I learned uh, my practice. I was always an odd odd uh, doctor, you know, <laughs> even mm-hmm. in uh, training. <laughs> really? Uh, I would, yes, I would have <laughs> comments that people would say. I'll never forget this one comment in my, uh, in my evaluation, they said, Oh, Dr. Aflac is too close to her patients. So I said, I said to them, okay, well, does this talk about my knowledge, my skills, my, any of that? No. So that's an opinion that you have of Mm -hmm. me. And Mm -hmm. I say to them, you know, the day I stop honing into my humanity, is a day Mm -hmm. I will stop practicing medicine. Oh, wow. I love that. Your critique to me is a compliment, right? Right. I I was going to say, that's a part of your skill (laughs) set. Right. Thank you. Right, right, right. But isn't it interesting? It's like, what? Should I be so desensitized, lose my empathy? That's that's what makes us special, you know, is, is the empathy, right? Yes. Or else we're lost. What is that? I don't understand. Do you have any like memories of your patients in those early days? Like anyone specifically who really taught you like, oh, this is the, this is what is needed. Like the conversation, the holding their hand through, maybe there's generational trauma. Maybe there's like a history of sexual abuse. Yeah, I want to like talk about that. Okay, so well, there's this one, I will never forget this one lady because I will, she was my last patient at 4.30 in the afternoon, (laughs) of course, 4.30 in the afternoon, ready to go home. (laughs) And here she comes and she's well made up, very well dressed, just wonderful, very uh, poised and She's in her 40s, never had children, and she comes because she's having pain. Mm. And I said, okay, let's talk about this pain that you have. And she says, well, um, I need you to remove all my uterus, everything, because Mm. I'm having way too much pain. And I said to her, oh, why? And and I said, okay, so what is it? And she says, well, I have fibroids. 
And I said, okay. And then she said to me, besides, I was never meant to have kids. Mm. And I said, well, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Why? <laughs> I said, well, that's a lie from the pit of hell. Why, why, why would you say such a thing? And then I remember reaching out to her and removing myself from my seat, getting closer to her and just said, can I hold your hand? And oh. she moved back and she looked at me and I said, tell me why you're saying such oh. a thing about you. And that's yeah. when she opened up and the floodgate oh. came out. Oh my oh. gosh. She told me how she was abused since she was a child and she was oh. how uh, she was molested. All these things just like came out <gasps> of her. And this is why her womb was associated with trauma and oh, her, her, her being everything about reproduction, everything that had to do with her period. She wanted to remove the pain. Yeah. So the oh pain gosh. was associated with her trauma. Mm. And so I invited her before I said, can you just work with me for nine months? So I had her come every month just to see me, just to talk for an hour. Mm. And I didn't give her, I gave her pain medication initially. And then yeah. over time we removed those pain medication and yeah. she had no more pain. And she was, you know, that she just needed, um, Aww. she needed, she, she needed somebody to listen to her. Yeah. Here was yeah. the manifestation of the pain, right? Yeah. It hyphenated, yeah. it went higher. Um, well, I mean, we did something about the fibroids, but she didn't have to have her uterus removed, you know, right. She didn't have right. to have part of herself. She was able to now speak lovingly of herself. She started seeing Ugh. what she can do, empowering herself. I kept telling her, I see you in the stadium talking to women, empowering them and doing this. I said, why do you see, keep <laughs> saying this about me? And I said, you're going to yeah. write a book. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. <laughs> I was just great throwing things at her just because the words that we say to ourselves are worse than the thoughts that we say are worse. So finally, mm -hmm. somebody is here to tell her the truth and to undo the, the false narrative that's being translated into our mind. Mm -hmm. Well, the same applies with pregnancy. Pregnancy, you create this new identity called motherhood. Yeah. You actually don't just birth a baby, but you birth yourself. And through mm -hmm. that, you start discovering who you are. But you have to go through this. I was just talking to somebody saying, like, you're the first teacher to your child. You can't yes. teach something that you have not overcome. Mm. Mm -hmm. You can't or you're not walking through. And the reality, we try to make everything perfect, right? We try to have the mm -hmm. right clothes, the right set of uh, furniture, everything. And I try to say... They don't care about nothing. If you walk out right now, have a baby, you have everything you need for the baby. Everything. Yeah. You mm -hmm. have the food and you have the clothes and you have you. That's yeah. all this mm -hmm. baby needs. <laughs> so true. It yeah. doesn't need anything else. All right. As you guys know, we are, we are busy mums. We are dog mums, business mums, performance mums, school board mums. Life gets hectic. That's why we rely on our tried and tested go-tos to alleviate some of the chaos. NerdWallet helps you by maximizing your everyday spending, whether it's groceries for the week, drinks with friends, or a nice family meal. Do you know how much cash back you're leaving on the table settling for the wrong credit card? Imagine earning up to 5% cash back on your groceries for the next 30 years. I mean, come on, guys. Think of all the cash back that you're going to get on those kombuchas, on those frozen pizzas. NerdWallet helps everyone make smarter financial decisions today that future you will thank you for. 
With NerdWallet, you won't regret missing out on rewards. NerdWallet lets you compare smart cashback credit cards side by side to make the most of your everyday spending. So what could future you do with more cashback? Uh, A silent meditation retreat in Peru, a sweat lodge in India, whatever it is, make it happen with a smarter cashback credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet, finance smarter. As with all credit cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. All right, guys, we are a couple of tired mamas and all we do is crave a spa day and we deserve it. We always end up putting ourselves down the very bottom of our to-do list. We jump from one activity to the next and we're always meeting the needs of everyone else around us. I think it is time for a little self-pampering. This Mother's Day, make every day a spa day for all the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. It's a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion, both featuring Osea's signature, uplifting, all-natural citrusy scent. I think the greatest and most thoughtful gifts are the gifts that you actually like love yourself, something that you use on yourself. And I love using the Mega Moisture Duo. It makes my skin so glowy. It's like super hydrating, firming, smells amazing. When I give my kids a hug after a bath, they're like, you smell so good. (laughs) It is my absolute favorite gift and such a great gift for Mother's Day. Yes. Folding in self-care is a moment to practice mindfulness, it's self-love, it's compassion. And we all know if you run your battery flat, it's harder to recharge. A consistent body care routine promotes healthy, glowing skin and also supports your mental health. Treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean, vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOTHERDAYS at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code MOTHERDAYS for 10% off. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh my God, you're so right. And that is such an unbelievable, such a beautiful story because you know what it shows me? It's like, I know it's like part of the reason why I'm sure everybody just loves you and why I fell in love with you hearing you speak because what you did is you you saw her yeah. and you showed her like human connection and you were like, wait, like, let me just hold your hand. Let me just ask you this question. And like so many times I have to say, the gynecologist that I saw, she was an OBGYN before I got with, um, you know, my midwife, but she was always looking at her, uh, like iPad and clipboard and she never knew my name. It was just like, she would, you know, I, I had like all these things going on, but I remember that she would like, she never really knew who I was and she'd always have to like find it. And then she would kind of look at me for a second. And I was like, she never saw me. And then when I told her that I wanted, Yeah, not at all. And when I wanted to have a home birth, you know, I was like talking to her about it. And she was like, um, yeah, if that's what you want to do. Cause I was like, I want to do a, a natural birth. I don't want to, I want to do an unmedicated birth. You know, it's just like 10 years ago. And she was like, um, sure, you could try that. And I was like, okay. And like, it would just felt so flippant. But I remember like mm. walking her through some of the things I had going on in my body and just nothing, there was no connection. 
My point being that like this woman walks into your office, you immediately see her, you see her like in, you know, insights and you're just like making this connection with her and it's so beautiful. So thank you for sharing that story because it's so true. And we do say to women all the time, when we first had our kids, we ordered everything, right? All the onesies, all the blankets, all the furniture. And then the two kids afterwards, I'm like, no one's had a crib. Like, they're, no, they're yes, same. right? Like, there's yeah. nothing. Like, the baby sleeps, right? The baby sleeps with me. Yeah. And people ask same. us, like, what do you need? I'm like, nothing. Like, a I handful know. of onesies, like, maybe a bit right. of blanket if you want to do that. But really, like, just stay in bed. Yeah. <laughs> stay in bed and like, snuggle that baby. My kid never used the crib. I bought it with my first and it just like held toys. So I was like, oh, that's where we put the toys. <laughs> oh so my God. Funny. That's right. That's right. <laughs> A storage container. <laughs> yeah. Oh and it God. doesn't matter. Like I remember for my first child, like I remember bringing uh, home and my husband's like, babe, why is she crying? I said, I don't know why she's crying, but you're a doctor. I said, what does that have to do with anything? I don't know what I'm doing. I just does mean anything. It's like, oh my for God. some reason, the knowledge and, I, and you yes. know, my education is supposed to make me like this, this, no, exactly. this mother yeah. like, that knows. I, I said, no, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea. Oh my gosh. How was that? How was your first birth and entrance into motherhood then? Like, you know, coming from that whole world. Well, here's the here's interesting part is that while even though I was like this, I was still in an allopathic training, right? So after my daughter was born is when I said, oh no, I'm changing this the way I'm doing oh. medicine. And the reason why is because while I was prepared and fine for labor, nobody prepared me for parenthood. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was. I was like, I feel so ill-prepared. I, I feel like, uh, you know, there's a lie here. There's a lie yeah. that's being told. Everybody was telling me how I was going to be in love with my child, how this bell is going to ring and I'm going to just be perfect, Right. I got out of there and I was like, what just happened? (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what is going on? Okay. I, I explained to somebody that he felt like an outer body experience and I was going through the motion and no, but nobody had told me I was going to experience that. Nobody was going to tell, nobody told me that I was walking around and I would have these imagination of, of, of you know, what if I drop my baby and I'm going to, that baby's going to die, you know, things like that. Yes. So I thought I was crazy. I thought something was yeah. wrong with me. And it wasn't until yeah. you speak to other people, honestly, and you say, you know what, it's not, do, I'm not doing well right now. and. I started saying, oh, okay, so I'm going to start preparing women and preparing actually the family for what's about to happen. So I was introduced Mm. to the fourth trimester, Mm. you know, the stuff that we don't talk about. We don't talk about the fourth trimester. Come to realize that birth is just like the doorway. It's the beginning. (laughs) That's so true. That's right. My practice is all in preparation for parenthood. I'm not just Mm. preparing your body for labor. I'm preparing you for the journey that you're about to undertake, Mm. you know? So, and both for mom and dad. So what do you, cause I've read that about you. I I read that, no, what you said before that no one really prepared you for motherhood and that you went through somewhat of a identity crisis. And I think you speak for, so many other people out there whose lives are just rocked after they have this little tiny baby that they're trying to feed and figure out some sort of schedule. Where do I put my baby to sleep? Like for you in your practice, how do you prepare mothers? And for those listening who don't get to work with you, what are some things that you can share? Like how important it is it to be prepared and, and what can people do to set themselves up for success? Okay. Well, for the one thing, um, 
especially if you have a partner, you have to understand that your communication, the way you communicate to one another and your language mm. is going to be very different. So, so many times, you know, uh, I tell, especially if you have a relationship with somebody that you've been friends with, you know, it's like your, your friends, well, your dynamics is, they're going to change. You're no longer going to be, you know, girlfriend and boyfriend. You're not going to be like that. It's not going to be like that, right? It's not going to be like, it's going to be mother and father. And what does that look like? Oftentimes, we resort to what we know and what we see. So in mm. our insecurity, we resort to what we know, and what we see. And we often say, I want to be the 2.0 version of my parents. I don't want to do what my parents did. But guess what? You will mm -hmm. fall into those habits because that's, right. that's all you know. And yep. so it's building that security. And the security is the couple. A lot of times we think that if we put the baby at the center, then we are going to be okay. No, it's the opposite. You got to put the coupling at the center. You, yeah. if you guys are the foundation of your family, if the house is not strong, we learn from the three little pigs, I'll huff and I'll puff and I'll blow your house down. You got to have a solid foundation. <laughs> so I start by that, by you two. Let's talk about your communication, how you think. In that space of vulnerability is both of you right? She's vulnerable. Mm -hmm. She's she's learning that the control of her body is <laughs> no control. Yeah. <laughs> You're, you, you, you've let go of that, right? Right. Because your body is going through changes that you don't know where he is going through things too. And he's not speaking of them. He's trying to, I've once had a father where they said to me, what, well, let's talk about, you know, what's your, your birth plan is going to look like. Whatever she wants, Dr. Aflac, whatever she wants. I said, no, that doesn't fly with me, whatever she wants. I said, mm. because when you say whatever she wants, what you're really saying, you're removing your responsibility and accountability. You're allowing mm. her to make all the decision, all the choices. And if she makes a wrong decision, then you have the power to blame shift. Ah, that doesn't yeah. fly with me. I create <laughs> unity. You both will come to the, an agreement and a decision together because it took two of you to make this child. Yes. And you have no right to say, oh, it's, I know it's what the world wants you to do, right? But yeah. that's not fair. Mm -hmm. It's too much for one person to take that responsibility for. Mm -hmm. So you both have to make those. And whether you agree or you don't agree, you will come to an agreement. And yeah. that's what parent him is sometimes. And I said, yes. the reality is you're going to jack up your kids. That's the truth. Let's be real. <laughs> we are going to jack up our kids. Okay. So true. Yeah. So we're going to jack oh. up. So let's throw that out the door. We're going to jack them up. But what are we going to teach them how to get back up? Yeah, that's right. How to that's get right. back up and not to beat ourselves or slit our wrists, but to come up and own up to our, our I, I'm sorry, I did wrong. But here's what I'm going to do and not forgiveness, right? That's what you're teaching. So, but you yeah. have to learn this as a couple first. Yeah. You got to learn this. Ugh. And that's what we do. Yeah. So the first trimester looks like that. The second trimester, it becomes more comfortable. Now I tell all, all my pregnant women, you know, you guys have to have sex. Okay. Yes. Sex is <laughs> yes. It's intimacy. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Now, a lot of times they can't have sex. So I said, okay, we're going to do a little homework. Now, so what's the homework? <laughs> the homework is you guys get naked and you sit yep. on the bed and you just look at each other. Oh, <laughs> amazing. I love They're it. Like, oh, I love that. Because you know what it is with that is that you can't hide from your nakedness. Mm -mm. You can't hide. Wow. You totally see each other. And you gradually reintroduce each other, embracing, because he just loves you. He loves mm. you. And you need to hear that. Mm -hmm. You need to hear how much you're loved, how beautiful you Aww. are. And, and that's what we do. We, we get to that because, I you know, it's, it's going to benefit us in the third trimester when we try to, you know, prepare for labor.
you know. That's you right. Know what I mean, yes, yes. <laughs> Sex is also a great stress reliever during pregnancies. Yes, so your anxiety, like it is, it reinforces the connection. That's what that's it right. does. I love the intimacy, like intimacy. Do you remember how like yes. intimacy, people break it down to intimacy, I see, yes. or whatever. It's so, it's so beautiful because it's so true because that is what it is. Like that's when I always feel like the closest to my man and I can see him and I can see what he needs and his yes. vulnerabilities. And like, it's such a beautiful way of connecting. And then it's so important to weave that in once the kids are here because because it's so easy to lose sight of that intimate connection. It doesn't have to just be about like your sexuality. It's also just about like deep connection, like looking at each other and into each other's eyes like that sort of intimacy is so beautiful and so real. And I love how vulnerable it is. Like I love the idea of sitting on the bed, being naked and just looking at each other. That's right. I am, I would be the type to like look away or get awkward, but actually or if giggle. I can like <laughs> dive into the uncomfortable feeling like that is true intimacy to me. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Yes, I'm going to, yes, once yes. we finish here, I'm going to be like, hubby, come into the room. We're getting That's naked. Right. We're not having sex, <laughs> but we're just going to look at each other. Woo. <laughs> oh my I love it so much. So then in the third trimester, so then what, you know, in your practice, like when you're preparing for birth and everything, like then how do you work with couples in that stage? And then is that where you start preparing them for the fourth trimester? Okay. Yeah. So the third trimester, we're preparing now the home, right? Yeah. Preparing the home for the new arrival. So oftentimes women nest, right? So we look at the 360 version of of the family. What does it look like? So I start talking about, so how is it going to look when the baby comes home? Are you, who's going to come and help you cook? Who's going to clean? Who's going to, our friends going to come over? What does that look like? If you have a dog, who's dog sitting? Because the thing is, Mm -hmm. the way it should look, it should look that mom focuses on baby. And mm-hmm. dad focuses on mom and everybody else focuses on the family. That's how it looks. Okay. Yeah. Nobody comes to the house to the hostess, mostess. Nobody comes in empty handed. So if people right. come and visit you, they come with a task at hand. They bring you food, they're doing your laundry or they're doing something. Yes. You yes. are not meant 100%. to host. That's mm-hmm. like the worst thing. Can you imagine people come, let's see the baby. <laughs> yes. yes. Trying to entertain them. No. No. Mm-mm. It's more like, hey, we haven't eaten. Can you bring some food? So yes. we look at the home because we're trying to, it takes three months to establish a habit. Three months for you to start a routine. So we're preparing Mm -hmm. the home for what's next, because as soon as this baby comes, your life is going to be different. But if we prepare around it, then we have, we will feel more at ease Mm -hmm. because I guarantee you the birth of the father, which is to me so funny, it always happens yeah. at birth. Okay. For some yeah. reason, mm-hmm. why do they not get it until then? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Things are not real. When she goes into labor, all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, this is for real. This is really, yeah. really yeah. happening. It's like, <laughs> yeah. This is really yeah. happening. And this is another reasons why I, I actually talk to the, the husband. I say, do you want to deliver? If you don't deliver, then you're cutting the cord. They're like, why? I said, listen to me. You're cutting that cord. And they go, why? Yeah. Because that's your birth. Okay. Yeah. You, the father makes the placenta, right? It's the genes of the father that makes the placenta. Him cutting mm. the cord is actually, it's, there's a reason why he feels overwhelmed and stressed and freaked out, right? It's not because, I mean, it's a cutting a cord. You just witnessed her pushing a baby out. Are you kidding me? Cutting a cord (laughs) is scary. No, it's not. It's not. Oh my God. But what it is, it's 
it's what you're feeling is all the responsibility. Yeah. The, you're looking at your family like, oh my God, this is real. Yeah. This is my family. This is my, this is it. This is it. This is it. You know, all of this is rushing in. Oh but my God. The minute he cuts the cord, he overcomes that fear. Yeah. He overcomes that overwhelm. He actually says, I did it. So what does that say? Mm-hmm. Any trials or tribulation that presents to him as a father, he will be able to overcome. Mm. Because he overcame that fear, that worry, that, that, that whole thing. He overcame it. And now he could prowl around like the lion he is, you know, like lions. Uh, it's just proud. It's just like, <laughs> so, yeah, they just proud. They just like, wow. Only the only time a, a lion comes in is when the, the territory is being invaded. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so that's really how the father, they don't care about how you give birth, what you give, what they care about safety and security. Yeah. Which is yeah. what a father is. Mm-hmm. provide safety and security mother is all about character love development atmosphere environment of my children mm. these are the roles that are our fatherhood and motherhood yeah right yeah and so that's why they both give birth right so you're giving birth to a child you're giving birth to yourself as motherhood you're giving birth to fatherhood and your family is birthing yeah i mean hello it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. <laughs> oh my it's god! It's a celebration. It is. Right? Oh my yeah. gosh! It really wow. is. And that's what. Yeah, and that's what I I I want to celebrate in that moment. And but we, for some reason, there's so much fear around mm-hmm. it. We forgot the joy. We forgot the excitement. We forgot mm. the yeah. Yes. That's <laughs> yes. we're supposed to yeah no you're so right and I do I you know I remember when I heard you speak before we were talking about the environment at the hospital you know because like right I remember like when I gave birth with my daughter which was you know seven years ago that it was different like it was before COVID you know you could really ha- at, at the hospital that I gave birth at so that was at Cedars but it was wonderful like I had a great team of people and I had an amazing birth but my my last birth with um, my daughter, it the energy in the hospital was intense. It was 2020 and it was just, everyone was scared. They were scared. The energy was not good. And I was like, wow, this feels like a really different place, like really different mm-hmm. from when I was there before. And yes, I mean, it was 2020, so that's for sure. But your environment does do a lot for you. Like, you know, you walk into an environment where you want to cheer and celebrate and like have this entrance into motherhood. But then you have someone who is telling you, you have to get on the bed. You have to do this. Like when it's not what you're, you've been told, oh, follow your intuition and like, you know, kind of ride the waves. And then you get there and you just feel a little like, jerky like everything just does it feels a little off you know and so you know I feel like with somebody like you it's not going to be that experience right because you're going to be there as a champion and people are going to know my doctor I had at the time was Dr. Goldberg and like even as crazy as the hospital was when I was there Dr. Goldberg people know that his patients you know tend to like we have a you have a rapport and it's you know if Dr. Goldberg says she wants to birth her baby on the floor and that you know doesn't want to get on the bed then she's going to do that you you know Right. But it's just not always like that. So the the um, the energy in a hospital versus a home versus a birth center, it's just a, it is a yeah. different thing. So you kind of need to know, like, what are you what do you need? Or- That's so true, Sarah. And I actually have a question based off of what you're saying yes. is if you're in a situation and you don't have access to someone like Dr. Fabulous, um, we like I think a lot of people are interested in the idea of having a doula. Would you recommend like surrounding yourself with at least a doula that can advocate for you? I know they don't have as many rights in the hospital system, but I think what you're saying, Sarah, is so true. You can go into a hospital situation and you have all the best intentions and you want to follow the way you want to give birth, but then you get there and I was just at a birth recently and this happened um, and it was like one thing after the next. It was like that one thing went 
a little bit different than planned. And then there was another intervention. And then it was like, oh, now it'll be another intervention. Now it'll be another. And all you're thinking is, I just want my baby to be healthy. So it's so easy in that moment just to be like, oh, yeah, let's just go with the cascade of interventions. Okay, I will get the epidural. Okay, we will use forceps. If you think it's safer for me, then I'll do that. Because you want to have a healthy baby. So how do you protect yourself in that environment? If you don't have your Dr. Fabi, like what do you do? Because obviously the outcome is I just want everyone to be healthy. Well, I'm glad you asked me that because I do work with doulas. I think doulas are great, right? And you have to understand the way this, we live in a system right now that is just needs to change. It does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It does needs to change. And um, we're very fear uh, yes. oriented in, yeah. in every aspect. So in the hospital setting right now, it's also going through its own fears, mm-hmm. right? The hospital itself is going through own fears. Let me just give you a little bit of background that nurse labor and delivery nurses, the reason why they decided to become labor and delivery is because they were, their primary goal is to advocate. Mm-hmm. That was their advocacy. They were once upon a time, one-on-one with their, with their patient, they would labor with them. They would just encourage them. They would do all those things. That's what they did. So here comes now modern medicine that now we, then that labor and delivery nurse can no longer be one-to-one with her client. Yeah. Now she has three or four. Yeah. She can't do what she does. So now the patient, the client is left alone, right? No advocacy. So here comes a doula. Mm-hmm, the doula mm-hmm. was birthed out of that need. It was yeah. a need yeah. for that. Okay. So it comes, the, the doula comes in. Now she stands in the gap for the advocacy of the patient. Right. Now uh, the doctor feels, oh, well, you're interfering. You think I'm not speaking for you. Well, the thing is, is that when you see 40 patients, you don't have time to be knowing your patient. That's right. So, but that doula comes in at five weeks with you and guess what? They create a relationship that is built on trust. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I will trust my doula over anybody because she's been with me. She knows me. Yeah. She understands me. The doctor didn't have time because they had to see 40 patients. Yeah. Do you understand? Nor does the nurse that sees you five minutes ago, you know? Mm -hmm. So you have that doula that there's. Now it's not going to just be enough. There's a a need for you to start advocating for yourself. And it is, is great to have a doula. I think a doula is important to have, to help you, to tell you, oh, you know what? This doctor works really well. You work because I've worked with this doctor or this person is really good. I work and they're great. That is, it's not just that they do, but they do so much more. Mm -hmm. But you need collaborative care. Yeah, it's so true. Do you know, a collaborative model. How do we learn to work together and put the patient, the client at the center? How do we find ourselves working together? I was one time in a hospital And when the nurse got really upset because the doula came in, she came in and she was fine with her client. In comes the doula. Now everything changes. And she says, I don't understand. I mean, we were fine before that doula came in and blah, blah, blah. And she just keeps coming in and out and complaining. And then I said to her, I said, you need to stop complaining to me. I don't understand why you're complaining. You have a solution. You mean to tell me that doula that was there with her from six weeks, a gestation has been in her house, knows her family, Mm -hmm. knows her husband, knows her desires, knows everything. And you come in five minutes. You think she's going to trust you over the doula? (laughs) No. (laughs) What you can do, though, is you can swallow your pride and pull the doula aside and says, how can I help you make her comfortable? Yeah. How about mm, that? So smart. How about we do that? Mm, right? Yeah. Amazing. So she has an opportunity. We have an opportunity to not look each other, even for the doula, because there's some doulas that are just going to go one direction yeah, too. Yeah. Just going to go one direction. But how do we work together? 
How do we put our clients back in the center by not, co- we need to collaborate one another. This is one of the reasons why I do what we call a team meeting. Oh, nice. Okay. Mm. At 36 weeks, we meet together. I want the client to be surrounded by the team that will be with you. Oh, so smart. Yes. That will hold space with I've you. I never thought That's of that. That's so cool. That's so smart. That's right. You do that. You create and use so that we all have your best interests at hand. Mm-hmm. So you uh, can feel comfortable and relaxed because labor occurs in the parasympathetic. You're not in the fight or flight where you have to self-protect. Yeah. You'll never go in labor properly. Yes. And when you enter in a hospital, that's what you are. You're in fight or flight. Mm-hmm. You're self-protective mode. It takes time for you to enter into the parasympathetic system. Home birth is your home, and this fly, you're naturally going to be in the parasympathetic right, system, right? That makes sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. So this is why you got to create an environment of safety for them. And so surrounding yourself with a team that has your interests at hand, and that's truly the patient-centered care model. Yes, yeah. That is truly a patient-centered care model. Ugh. That's what we have to change. Yeah, you're so wow. right. And so this means, like, Sarah, you always say this as well. It is about your caretaker. It is Mm -hmm. about, like, who is is that person that you choose? And if it feels off and if they're looking at you like you're just a number on a list, that is not the caretaker that you should be going with. You need to feel like a personal connection with them that they look you in the eyes and they hear you and they see you and they're, like, have open energy about, like, what your preferences are and what your – instincts are like they're there to advocate for you so I I think everything you're saying is so true and it starts with caretaker and then doula and like finding that team it's it's almost like it's too late once you're with a caretaker and it's like you're so far down the line you just hope that you have your partners advocating for you and that you're, you find moments of being able to advocate for yourself during the birth or that your doula is really showing up for you. But really it starts with right. like finding your version of Dr. Fabi of the person who's going to look yeah. at you and like care about you and really like nurture you and meet you with love and compassion first and foremost. I think it's, it's so right. integral. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Also, just would say for anybody listening right now, and if you're like, you know, I don't know, already halfway into your uh, pregnancy and you kind of have these big feelings and you're like, oh, this has been in the back of my mind. And now I'm sort of like, am I too far into it? I would say no. At any point, if you decide that you're ready to like switch care providers, you should just go and interview people. Like that's what I did. I went around and met with different care providers and I was Mm -hmm. like, who's on my insurance list? Who isn't? Okay. And so then I like (laughs) met with people who were covered by insurance. And then I met with a midwife who wasn't covered by insurance and then wrote a letter to get my my care covered um, to my insurance company. Yeah, I I wanted to add to what you said, because there is there is a cutoff. You know, we deal with global care. I off, you know, I'm going to get in trouble saying this, but I really think insurance company are the mafia, but whatever. Not, <laughs> you know. and, and so the thing is, is that, you know, just in terms of, of, uh, for a practice, if they start taking, there's a cutoff time when people will not take you. And so 
if you start off and you are starting to feel, it is important that you, that intuition, that mother intuition is listen. developing inside yep. you. You got to follow it and trust you. Okay. It is developing. Don't, don't sleep on it. If you don't wait till the last minute, because the thing is, is especially if you're going in through, through insurance at 28 weeks, a lot of people will not take patients wow. that are transferred at 28 weeks. It's a cutoff. And the reason being, and as you said, Sarah, like you have to get a letter from your insurance that the, that the provider agrees to get that cost of care. Do you know, because the cost of care is what global care is. You need a certain amount of number of visits for them to get paid. So this is why they don't take you. Crazy. They don't take you because of the number. Right. So you really have to you have a, a, a cutoff of 28 weeks before anybody takes you on if you're using insurance. Now, if you're not using insurance, then go ahead, do whatever you want, mm-hmm. you know. But if you're in caught up in your insurance, you have a cutoff time. Yeah. Yeah. And it, what's so. crazy is that if you look into because I'm one of those people that like calls insurance companies and then calls the hospital right. and I find out all the numbers from everybody. But if you get the real numbers of what they would charge like what a provider would actually charge you the patient versus what is being charged to the insurance company what a hospital is like charging insurance company charging you the numbers are so different it's crazy it's bananas and so it's nuts I mean our system is so broken so like yeah you know it's so it's really frustrating so going if there's a way to figure it out outside of that system, you know, writing a letter to get it covered, even though you haven't, you're with a provider that isn't covered, um, is something to look into. Um, I'm curious, uh, before we get to the end of our recording here, is there a birth that really stands out to you that you were a part of, like that, um, that you remember that you're just like, oh, that one was like blew my mind in some way. Mm -hmm. Oh man, you're putting it into a spot. I know. (laughs) Well, because I do, I actually do. And it was not too long ago. Yeah. So, so so I had a a client that, um, she had two hospital births Mm -hmm. and she found me through, uh, I don't know where she found me. She's like, Oh, I really want a home birth. Cause I do both. Mm -hmm. I do both home birth and hospital birth. And, um, she basically was saying, you know, throughout uh, she was worried and she was concerned. Well, um, come at a certain gestational age around 34 weeks or so, the baby presented in a different position. Yes. So mm-hmm. to speak. Yes. Okay? Yes. And so uh, I said, oh, well, you know, third time mom, she'll be fine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, 36 weeks, if the baby doesn't turn, I'm going to try to turn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we go and do that. And then we attempted, right, to turn. The baby said, no way. <laughs> That's not happening. Mm-hmm. The heart rate went down. And I said, you know what? This baby is not going to come out that way. It's not going to happen. So um, I think your baby is going to come out the other way. Mm-hmm, right? Yes. And so... I said, we, I know uh, where uh, one place in the, in Cedars, they'll do a certain uh, delivery position mm-hmm. and, uh, and I can refer you, but it won't be me. And she was like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't, uh, I don't want to try. I, or we could do a C-section and she goes, I don't know. I don't want, I said, or we could do it at home. We can continue and do it at home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now she trusts me and she believe and I trust her. And I remember throughout the whole time, she was just worried I held the space. And every time I'm telling her, this is how it's going to be. Yeah. It's going to be so fast and so easy. You're going to blink. It's going to come out. Yeah. Mm. This is how it's going to be. Every time she would call me, text me. Oh, I said, you're going to be so fast. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be, it's going to be this every single time. Mm. Her husband was the most 
relaxed person I've ever known. <laughs> like he was just chill. That's amazing. And that's and that's what's important too wow. to, to to highlight yes. how your partner that's is. Right. How much of an influence your partner has in that moment. <laughs> yeah, so true. He was like, babe, I believe it. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. You're gonna be fine. Mm. Now comes the day and you know, here she is and she goes into labor. I k- kid you not. It went so fast. Oh my gosh. There's no way that she would have ever made it into the hospital. No. Because that baby just shot out. Okay. <laughs> and when she pushed the rest of the body out, she yelled, she gave out a yell. The yell she gave out didn't leave one person without tears because it was the amount of fear and worry that she had that she let out and then the let out was like it was like wow I did it oh my god her she could not believe and she felt so empowered so strong so it was how remarkable. I cried. I cried. Everybody <laughs> cried. Everybody was like crying. It was the most I tears beautiful. In my eyes. I know. Yeah. And you know, the, a lot of people say to me, oh, Fabilia, are you going to now do this? And, and I said, this was unique for her. This was a relationship I had developed with yes. her. I can see what would have been this she did not want to go, and I held that for her. Yes, mm. this this is why I say that every pregnancy is different. It is. That's right. Tell me, how is it going to be with you, doctor? I don't know. I've never had a baby with you. We'll see how it goes. You know, and it was just so. I mean. I mean, I even have this recent one that I had where she was just afraid of labor herself, Mm. like completely afraid of labor. And I said, I'm praying for you for labor to sneak up on you and you're not even aware. Yeah. So the whole time she's worried about the doula coming in, worried about me coming in too early. I hear her on the phone. I said, dude, you're in labor. She says, are you sure? I'm not sure. You're sure this is not food poisoning? I said, no, you're in labor. So we get to the hospital. She pushes this baby out within. She went from three centimeters to completely pushing a baby in one hour. Oh, oh my, gosh. my gosh. Wow. That, and so Dream. that was like, <laughs> that was amazing for her. She was like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Oh, my gosh. And I said, yeah, that is so uh, I, I, yeah, I tell my patients that, you know what I want when it comes time to labor, I want to be dreaming about you. Yes. I want to be dreaming about your labor. I want to visualize mm. and, and that's, that's how I, that's how I want to be with you. Wow. That, that wow. connection is so special. And the, just hearing you describe that when you talk about her yell that she let out I immediately got tears in my eyes because I can like almost feel it in my body because I just know that feeling of that that yell afterwards of like all the everything that sort of built up through the whole thing and I remember because I had such a special doctor like the yell I had afterwards where it was like oh my god thank god you know and I was like and as soon as I looked at my doctor which is why and you know my doctor has everybody knows has passed away so Um, but that as soon as I looked at him, I said, that was so hard, you know, but it was almost like a relationship with that you have almost like a parental relationship where I was just like, I was like, you know, it's like, it's like, can we, you believe that we did that? Like, I just was so, I was so connected to him to be like, that was so hard. And he was like, yeah, but you did it. Like you did it. That's right. And I was just like, it was so special and thinking about your patients and like, you know, people that don't get that kind of care and, and don't know that that exists, you know, cause you That's can, right. you can find somebody and like, you can look around in your town and like, find out, you know, go on Facebook, like type it in. Like, does anybody have like a great care provider, you know, that they feel really yes. connected to? I want to meet that person. But um, yeah. just cause I think about the access that we have to somebody like you, where I could be like, please, Dr. Fabi, can I have a baby with you? Same. And, I'm like, or anything you know, about but, it. 
Oh, but just such a dream. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I'm like, yes. want to go have a baby right now. My vibes are so high. <laughs> you bring the high vibes. I like, you I was do. wearing my high vibes only t-shirt yesterday. I was like, high vibes only. You bring them. That's and right. it's what you need like on this journey. It's uh, such a beautiful journey. But yeah, to have someone there by your side advocating with that positive energy and making you feel empowered and that you're able to do this it's so remarkable thank you so much for coming and being on the mother days dr fabi you are so special and we appreciate your time thank you um where can you tell everyone where they can continue looking at your stuff and um getting to know more about your story well you can find me so i have i actually opened an office in beverly hills um ah. uh, recently with two midwives so ah. that's awesome yes uh, i'm also in calabasas so you can find me on www.fabuloucecare.com and and you you, you i have all my information there oh. yeah and also um I guess you could also uh, find me on Instagram at fabuloucecare.com. Too. And that's Amazing. fabulous with a PH. Fabulous yes. with PH. A PH. Right. <laughs> yes. you know, just a fun fact about that is because, you know, when I, people can say my first name is Fabilia. Yeah. So they would have trouble saying my name, Fabilia. So I would just say, just call me Fabulous. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Oh it. my gosh. And oh. you really are. <laughs> But Fabilia is such a beautiful name. Where did yeah, your Where did your parents that. get the name Fabilia? It's beautiful. Oh well, it's my heritage. So my name is Syrian. Both oh. of my names are Syrian. So my great grandfather wow. was Syrian. So oh, wow. that's why. Oh, that's so I love beautiful. It. Well, Just thank like you, you so much for being here. You're such <laughs> a amazing soul and you just light me up mm. i just like hearing me too. you speak lights i want to go give birth i want to get naked <laughs> with my husband on the bed i don't want to go give birth no she's gonna go get naked right now is what she's gonna yeah. do intimacy take your clothes off take your clothes off we gotta yeah, do this cross your legs we're right. looking at That's each right. other i love oh, it oh my god well daisies you can find us on apple podcast spotify wherever you listen to podcasts dr Phil Aflac, we are so honored and grateful that you were here today to share your wisdom and your beautiful light and energy. And I know that you've just touched so many souls. And so thank you for being here today. Um, Aww, bye, bye, Daisies. Bye, Daisies. Bye.